This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 113. Today we have on author Cindy Gunderson, an author, and she's going to tell us all about her books and how she has time to do all this amazing writing. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and loves to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. Cindy, how are you? I am good. Welcome to the podcast. It is so fun to have you you with me today. So I'm super excited to talk about all of your different authoring adventures, but first I'd love for you to introduce yourself and just tell me about your family and what you're about to, about, (laughs) tell me what you are up to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So we have four kids. Um, My husband is Scott and he's an optometrist and we have been married for 15 years and our four kids range in age from 14 all the way down to we've got a six-year-old girl so we have three boys and a girl she's our baby she's totally spoiled (laughs) and we're trying really hard not to make her a little brat right with her boys so hard her brother's just giving her everything that she wants um so that's really fun and um i'm trying to think what else can i tell you about our life we live in colorado we love the outdoors we do a lot of outdoorsy stuff like hiking and um just getting out to any bodies of water we can find and we love to travel and that's kind of us in a nutshell oh love it i love the outdoors and but right now it's not so fun to be in the outdoors in texas because it's so black and hot and humid (laughs) i believe it i know it's getting really hot here too and so we're getting out like early in the morning (laughs) yeah yeah no seriously no we're hoping to escape everybody in texas escapes to colorado in the summer because it's just so brutal here i believe it yeah Yeah. well because at least it's a dry heat here right it's not the oh well and it's not the triple digits with you know yes percent humidity and you're just like yes kill me now i just need to send an air conditioner right absolutely oh so okay tell me about your writing how long have you been doing this like how did it all get started yeah this is just kind of crazy because never in my life did i think that i would be doing this you know as a little kid you think of these things that you'd like to do in your life writing was never on that list even though when i was little I really loved writing. I loved my writing classes. I loved my English classes. I even took a few like classes that I didn't even need to take in college because I just thought it was fun. Um, and I love to write short stories and things like that. I would always enter the competitions at our school. So I've loved writing and I've always done musical theater and acting and all of that stuff. So stories were always a really big part of my life, but I never considered doing it. And then last year, So I can't even believe that it's only been over a year. It was January of 2019. I had this crazy dream and I have always had lots of dreams that I could remember. And I would always talk about them to people because they were just so wild. But this one was different. It was so vivid and it was, it's actually the last scene. Well, one of the last scenes, I'll call it the hot air balloon scene in my first book in I know that scene because I read your one yes 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 it's the hot air balloon scene that was my dream and I woke up and I was I rolled over to Scott and I was like oh my gosh I have to tell you about this dream I'm like 
I can't stop thinking about it. And I just want to know what happened. Like, why were they there? Where were they going? Why was the world in this situation? And Scott was like, you need to write this down. It sounds really interesting. Like I would be interested in hearing that story. And so immediately I grabbed a notebook and just started writing. And I filled like five notebook pages in 45 minutes, you know, just writing out notes. And he was so awesome because he just encouraged me to try. He's like, why don't you just try and write it? See what happens. So I did. I just wrote it and it took me a few weeks. I wrote the whole book. And oh my goodness. In a few weeks. That's just crazy to me. Yes. It, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you though, it was not good. Like I wrote <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> I wrote the whole thing down, but I hadn't written anything since college. And so the writing itself was not great, but I had the whole story down. And then I decided, I went through and edited it uh, just to get rid of, you know, discrepancies or errors or whatever. And I, I really felt like I should at least try to find an agent or a publisher or something like that with this story. Um, but as I started applying, there were so many things that went against, against me. Like one, I didn't have any sort of platform, right? I had like friends on Facebook. That was it. <laughs> I didn't have any platform. I didn't have any sort of connections. And I very quickly started to realize that A, my writing needed to be better. But B, I, a lot of people that were responding to me were saying that it didn't fit their bill, meaning that it wasn't marketable because it didn't fit the YA genre perfectly and it didn't have enough steam in it to be for adults. Oh my gosh. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was super frustrated. I'm like, I feel like this story is really great. So I immediately went back and took some of those criticisms and started working on the writing and just making the writing better. And then I ended up corresponding with a literary agent that was actually kind of interested in it. And I was super excited. And she wrote back in and was like, okay, but you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this and blah, 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 to make it more marketable. And it was so funny because all of that drive to find an agent or a publisher just completely left me. I immediately was like, I need to self-publish this. Like I need to put this out the way that I want to put it out because my goal is to write clean literature and my goal is to tell meaningful stories. And so this is not compatible. Um, so yeah, so that's when I decided to just put it out there and, but it was so great. That whole process gave me so much helpful criticism to make the book better. And it's so much better now than it was in that first draft. Well, and you realized you don't want to go that route. So you're not going to have yeah. any second guesses now that you have yeah. self-published to say, well, what if I did or should I have? Yes. That yes. So and it's nice funny. To rule that out. Yeah. I, I have gone back to it a couple of times because now these books just keep coming, right? I've written, I've written four books in like a year and I've got another oh one coming gosh. out in a couple months. Yeah. And they just keep coming. And so every time I write a new one, I'm like, maybe I should submit this. And I just don't feel good about it, especially now that I've put in the effort to really uh, build a readership and to build that base. You know, at this point, I feel like I have some momentum, which is kind of exciting. That is super exciting. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that many books in such a short time. Yeah. So, it's been crazy. This is like my biggest question then is yeah. how do you even make the time or prioritize it <laughs> to do all these things? Because I mean, you're a busy mom of four kids. 
that mm -hmm. right there. And then I know you have other things that you're really good at that you go. We have to tell our audience, we have some mutual friends and they just both tell me like all these amazing things that you oh do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just, whoa. So how do you do this? Do you have like any tips and tricks or you just do it or what do you yeah. do? Well, it's been a learning curve for sure because my life was already full with a lot of other things. And so, you know, we homeschool as a family, which honestly I feel like gives me more flexibility. It makes it more easy. It makes it easier for me to be able to do these projects and stuff because I can schedule my day that, the way that I want to, which is nice. Um, and my husband also has a fairly flexible work schedule. So I just want to put those things out there because I think this would be a very different situation if my husband was working 60 hour weeks and I had right. all of these other commitments that I couldn't work around. Right. So that is definitely a benefit. Um, but yeah, I, I have taught music for years and you know, I do children's theater in town and I serve actively in my church community and all these other things. And so when I decided I wanted to do this, I, I something had to give because there's no way like where do we make room for this yeah yes exactly and so we did we really cut down our schedule quite a bit and um basically the first thing to go was any sort of uh media entertainment like zero i just have not watched tv like we we may get to this later but i've gone through a little bit of some health issues over the last few months and the first time i watched tv was when i was taking baking soda baths because i had hives on my body and it felt like such a treat i was like oh my gosh i haven't watched tv in you know a year so um that was the first thing to go was tv i would just spend my evenings after i got my kids in bed we would have one date night a week where we would you know go to a movie or watch a movie or spend time with friends or do a game night. But other than that, my evenings were spent writing. That was your evenings. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that's majorly where it fit in. And then the other thing that I figured out was um, when I would take my kids, you know, obviously not during the whole quarantine phase, that kind of messed things up a little bit, but I would take my kids to their activities. And instead of sitting, you know, doing other things that I, that were kind of time wasting, you know, spending time on my phone or whatever, I would just write during that time as well. So if I took my kids to a class, we as a family try to do classes where all of my kids can participate at the same time. That way you're not works. driving back and forth trying to get someone there and someone there. Yeah, yep. that, that is so that's nice. exactly right. And so we um, often do kind of alternative sports. <laughs> so we do Ninja Warrior and parkour and things like that where they can all be going at the same time. And so when they were in their classes, you know, it was kind of like my childcare time where I could just write and figure those things out. So that's where I fit it in. And, but I quickly found that it was very difficult to write large sections in only an hour. Right. It's hard. You kind of have to get in that mind frame. You have to remember what you wrote before you, all of this stuff. So I just started being more organized about making sure that I kept notes so that I could get into it a lot quicker instead of having to spend 15 minutes reminding myself about everything that I was doing the day before. And then I just talked to Scott and said, you know, I need at least two or three times a week where I can spend like a good three and a half hours yeah. just writing. And so he totally took over bedtime routines. Like it really was a joint effort. And I talked with my kids about it too, telling them that this was a dream that I had, that it was a newfound thing and I really wanted to pursue it. And they supported me too. So my oldest That's boys so would, yeah, they would watch little kids sometimes and go play with them so that I could have some writing time. So 
it wasn't all me. It was like my family supported me in doing this. And I'm so grateful because it's been so fun and now I've gotten better at it. And so it doesn't take as much time, which is nice. Right. Uh, do you feel like it's getting faster and faster or does it depend on yeah. the story? Yeah, it really is. I feel like it's a, it's a curve actually. Like the beginning of the story is super easy to write. It goes really fast. And then there's this middle third that is hard. It's really hard because it's kind of like the buildup and you know, you really have to be careful with the details that you put in there and then it hits that hump and then it just cruises to the end. So I feel like as long as I can get through that middle section there, you know, then I'm good to go. And then it goes really fast. That is so cool. I just think it's so fun when people find a new dream and just go after it. And it's yeah. not like it's just something that you just did. You really had to work at getting your family yeah. all set up to do this. I mean, that is really yeah. awesome. I love that the family is all on board because it really, if as the mom doing something like this, you have to have them on board or it's just not oh, yeah. to work or you're going to be just stressed out every time you try to do it. Yes, exactly. And, and there's always that mom guilt of like, oh, should I be playing with my kids? Should I be doing something with them instead of doing this thing that I want to do? Yes. But I had, I had that moment where I'm like, you know, what is one of the most valuable things that I could teach my kids? And it's this. Yeah. Like well, I want so my much kids. Yes. I want them to see how you accomplish a goal and how you work together to do something that's important to somebody you care about. And that is a really important skill too. And I try to do the same thing for them. That's, that's such a, I mean, and they're not going to learn that without being in the experience. That is just yeah. something that you have to learn on the job and not just talk about it loftily, you know. Exactly. Sweet. Yes, yeah, exactly. Awesome. So yeah. cool. Okay. So do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Oh man. Yes. So much. Because when I was first starting, it was really difficult to find things that I felt fit me because a lot of writers are doing this full time or they've already lived a life and career and they're doing this later. You know, there were very few people that I was connected with initially that were doing this while raising a family. Um, a lot of people were single. Like a lot of the advice I was seeing was like, Oh, I just do this when I get home from my job. I'm like, yeah, that, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, my job is kind of around the clock. So that's not, yeah, okay. yeah, totally. And then the other part of it was, well, I'm doing this independently. I'm not going through a publisher, which has its pros and cons, but I had to learn all of the marketing. I had yes. to learn all of that, which is a whole other job in and of itself. So and it that's wasn't not just even like if you're a writer and a creator, a lot of times that is a totally different skill set yeah. in marketing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I found with the blog and the podcast. I get content creation. I totally get that. Yes. But then when it comes to all the rest of it, it just boggles my brain and it takes so much more effort to try to figure it out. Yes, it totally does. And I remember reading so many things that were just very discouraging to me in that regard, where people were saying, you know, if you want to be a real writer, then you need to get a publisher because you don't have time to worry about all of that stuff. Or, you know, if you want to be a, a real writer, plan on spending 75% of your time marketing. And I'm like, ah, that sounds terrible because that's not what I want to be doing. So the first advice I would give is that you figure out what your goal is. And actually like we have a family mission statement, you know, just for our family. And yeah. I made a mission statement for myself as a writer, because otherwise you get so distracted by all these things. Like, should I be focused on selling more books? Should I be focused on marketing myself? Should I be blah, 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 blah. And I realized that like the whole point of doing this 
was to add light and positive entertainment and um, truth and goodness into the world. And so I was like, I can't focus on any of those other things or it just feels defeating to me and it feels pointless and it feels like I'm trying to sell myself, which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of made that mission statement for myself and that made the whole marketing side of it feel delightful because suddenly that was part of my mission to, you know, share goodness and light and motivation and inspiration into the world. Love that. And that's why I love you so much because you are so full <laughs> of light and I'm just attracted to that from you. Oh, thank you. I just think it's, it's so fun. And I was so, it's so funny that here we have these friends, these connections, but when I first heard from you is when you mailed me your tier one and I know. was just looking for reviewers and it was so fun. I've got to get the other ones. I think that I read it and then all of this kind of hit and I've just been kind of spinning yeah. ever since. So we need to get the other ones because my kids were yeah. that one. No, I just think that's hilarious too that, you know, I found you for kind of the same thing. I was searching on Instagram for people that were like-minded, you know, yeah. I was using search words, trying to find people that would appreciate what I had to offer and that we could connect in that way. And that's how I found you. And then, and then, yeah, we found out we had these other connections. So, so, so funny. funny. It's just so meant to be so meant to be. Mm -hmm. So let's tell our friends listening what books, that, what you've written. Let's talk about your books that you've written. So you have yeah. your, your series and then just, just tell me all the different things. Yeah, absolutely. So that first book that I wrote was tier one. And I put that out and then I wrote the two other books in the series, tier two and tier three. And that all together is the tier trilogy. And I've got two of the audiobooks out. The third one is recorded and it's being processed. ACX, which is the Audible, you know, where you publish through Audible, they're they're taking a little while to get all these audiobooks out. I don't know if it's because they've got less staff through all this or what's going on, but it's taking a while. So that one should be out in about a month. Um, on the audio side. And then I wrote a book called Yes And. And this is another thing that was very discouraging. So many people said, you know, don't switch genres. If you're going to switch genres, use a different name. Um, these are all the things that you're supposed to do to be marketable. But again, I'm like, I feel like even though it's a different genre, my stories all have the same purpose. They all have the same purpose. They're supposed to be meaningful. They're about relationships, regardless of whether it's set in a dystopian future or the current time. And so I made the decision to not use a different pen name and that may hurt my sales, but I just felt like that was what I wanted people to know about me as an author and to expect from me. So anyways, that one is more of a literary fiction style. It doesn't have a crazy intense plot, but it's really sweet and meaningful. And it's about a family connecting um, two people on opposite sides of the spectrum. There's a, an octogenarian, you know, an old woman that's alone and kind of a millennial, um, boy that ends up being her neighbor. And it's just a really sweet story that I felt I needed to write. So there's that one. And then I had an idea for a book that is actually a suspense. It's like a, a murder mystery and it's called I Can't Remember. And that one I am almost finished with. So that'll be out in July. So cool. Okay. I can't wait. These are going to be so fun. <laughs> I need to get your yes and too. I didn't even realize about that one. So that's yeah, it's fun. a fun one. Really. Okay. Sweet. And then also you have a podcast with your husband. So let's talk about yes. that a little bit. How did that come about? Um, yeah. So my husband and I, this is kind of 
a thing that popped out of quarantine. He has been doing a whole bunch of self-discovery over the last couple of years, just realizing some things in his life that needed to change and things that he wanted to do to make himself happier. And one of those things is that he's been working a lot on perfectionism. And um, so he came to me one night and said, hey, I have had the idea to do some sort of project together, but I've been kind of held back by this fear of not knowing or not thinking that we could make it perfect or exactly what I thought it should be. And so I just wanted to kind of jump in and do something together and not worry about that anymore. Um, so we decided on a podcast and because for us, again, it's like if we're going to add something into our lives, we want it to be something that is bringing goodness for us and for other people and that it doesn't become something that ends up being a drain on our energy or time. And so we talked about it and decided that one of the things that we really wanted more time for was to be able to talk with each other and to be able to have meaningful conversations about different topics, whether it be issues that are in our family or just things that we were interested in. So we decided to start our podcast. It's called Our Weekly Chat. And it's basically um, an executive like family council where we just talk with each other and uh, address issues or discuss books that we've read together um, different things that we want to change or improve in our marriage or family. That's so fun. I love it that you're doing it together. That's just so great. It's so been fun. really fun. So awesome. Okay. Anything else that you'd like to share? Oh, and we should tell everybody where they can find you. So where's oh, the best yeah. place to find you and all your books and your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you just mentioned, like you hadn't seen that my yes and came out and that's the problem with social media is that yeah. social media if it is doesn't great. happen to come up in your feed that day or if you're not yes. on that day. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So social media is great, but it doesn't always give you all the information. So I can be, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Cindy G writes, but the best way to get information is on my mailing list. And you can sign up for my mailing list on Cindy Gunderson.com. Okay. Cindy Kenners, and we'll put that in the show notes too. So people can awesome. have that link nice and easy. Awesome. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share that I missed? Well, I think the only other thing that I was thinking about, you asked a couple of those questions, like, do you have any homemaking hacks? Do you have any, yes. you know, things like that? And so I was thinking about that. I mean, clearly we work a lot on organization in our home, but one of my favorite things that we have come up with as a family is my summer list. Ooh, have you ever okay. done a summer list? Yes, but not this year. <laughs> this year, I don't okay. know if I've been like a little depressed of doing it or what, but I need to do it. I, and I think it's weird because quarantine kind of has bled into the summer. So it doesn't really feel yes. like we're in summer. Our pools aren't open. Things are, it's just weird, yes. you know? Yeah. I've been feeling like we are in such a funk. We need a summer list. So please tell me your summer yes. list. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, ours has evolved over the years. It, you know, when they started finding ways around certain things, I had to adjust it and change it so that it accomplished what I was trying to accomplish. But the whole goal of my list is to have the kids doing such a variety of fun, self-motivated activities that then I don't feel bad about letting them do some screen time together or watching a movie together or any of that. And just so they don't get in that rut of doing the same thing every single day. Yes. That's kind of where we're at. We're, they're all fun yeah. things, but we've been doing the same fun things for months now and it's time to yes, change it up. Exactly. So when my kids were younger, I had like a jar, you know, with different popsicle sticks where they could choose and they had to do five of those activities 
before they could even come to me and ask for a movie or anything like that. But now that they're older, I've kind of let it be a little bit more self-guided. So um, I have a whole list with checkboxes. You know, they have to they have to go out and weed a section of the yard. We live on an acreage. And so like when I say a section of the yard, it's a big section. It takes them like a good 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they have to go out and do that. And then they also have to do, and this is something I came up with. I know a lot of people do chore charts and stuff that just didn't work for me because I felt like the chores were changing from day to day and I, I just needed yeah. to be more flexible. So I have them, they have to come and choose one. I always write a list, you know, the night before of things yeah. I need to do. So they come and they choose one chore that's inside off of that list and one chore outside the top of that list. And they have to do that on top of their weeding. Um, and then they have to play a game together with a sibling. That's so a that can one. be, yeah, that can be whatever game they want, but it has to be at least like a half an hour. It can't just be like a five minute game of right. spot it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sleeping Queens, under 10 minutes. That's yes. my favorite one to play when they ask me to play. How about Sleeping Queens? Why don't we do that one? That's exactly right. So I'm like, you can do that, but you just have to play it five times, right? <laughs> um, so they have to play a game together. They have to spend at least 45 minutes outside playing together. That. And, and they can't double dip it. Like they can't be weeding and call that their outside time. <laughs> they can't play their card game in the grass. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they have to spend their time outside and then they have to eat at least two vegetables and two fruits. And that's been a really that's big awesome. one uh, because otherwise they tend to just grab crackers. Yes. There's a lot of Nutella sandwiches going on here this week since I went to Costco yes. for the first time in months and got Nutella. <laughs> that's pretty much all they want to eat. And I'm like, wait, you have Wait a meals today. Have you had that? We need other things. Yes, exactly. And then that's awesome because that gives me, you know, whatever I buy at the store, that's all that's in the fridge. So yeah. they have to eat, you know, the fruits or vegetables that I happen to purchase that week. Um, so that's a really good one. And then they have to um, have their room and their bathroom tidy, mm -hmm. you know, to a certain level. I don't make them do it like perfectly clean every day, but it needs to be at least tidy with no dirty clothes and everything like that. And then on Saturday we do like the big, it has to be really tidy and we change right. sheets and, and all that stuff. So Ooh, they do that I on like a daily that you basis. change sheets on Saturday. I never think of a good rotation for changing the sheets. Yeah. And, and if you miss one, it's not a big deal, but if you have it on that day, then at least it happens every two weeks, right? Yes. Which mine has been a long time. I now that yeah. you said that, I'm like, wait, changing sheets. When's the last time we did that? <laughs> That's awesome. And then the other thing that I have on my list is they have to do an active service. Oh, so that. that's a fun one. And it's so cute because each of the kids chooses something really different. Like one of my kids will just do a chore for me. My other, like my daughter, she'll make notes and go deliver it to the neighborhood. Right. So, so cute. it's just so funny. They come up with different things all the time and then they have to do something creative. So that. that's is, on my list for my kids too. They have to create yep, something so every day. They, they like to write or they like to color or whatever. And each of those things has to take a certain amount of time. So that's our list. And uh, sometimes I'll add things or take things away if it doesn't make sense, but it's really fun. And then, you know, they're usually done by about one or two. And then I kind of let them do what they want to do. And sometimes they're seriously not even doing screen time because they got so distracted by a game they were yes. playing. The distraction. My kids do the same thing. They get yep. going on something and then it's been hours and hours and they turn around and realize, wait, we've been doing origami all day. We don't yes. actually need to do whatever 
screen, yeah, the Xbox awesome? or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It is so, awesome. so great. Oh, so awesome. Okay. Well, should we go to our other helpful and happy questions since that was the yeah, making hack one? Go okay. So I always ask these because it ties into our Helping of Happiness blog and mm -hmm. on there, not only houses our podcast archives, but it we talk about homemaking hacks, which I'm yes. loving yours so much. Um, but we also talk about travel because I love to travel so much yes, and I'm me too. so itchy to go somewhere because we've uh -huh. gotten everything canceled right now. And yeah. then favorite food or meal because we love food is a big, big part of our family over here. So awesome. do you want, let's do, should we go to food first? What's your favorite yeah. food or meal? That sounds great. So it's been so interesting. You know, I mentioned these health things that I've been going through and um, I finally kind of figured out a solution for it, but it means that I'm on a really restricted diet. <laughs> and so that has been, yeah, it's been really hard, but I feel amazing. And that is totally, totally worth it. it. You know, my skin isn't itchy and I'm feeling so much better. So that's motivating. But because of that, we've kind of shifted our meals a little bit. So our current favorite meal that I think everyone in our family just absolutely loves is um, tacos, carne asada tacos. Yes, tacos, yep. love tacos. Yep, and we, I, the way that I do it for me, because I found these tortillas, and actually I heard about them on the Brene Brown podcast. I don't know if you listened to her. <laughs> I haven't heard it. I've seen oh my her gosh. talk in person, but I've never listened to her podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. It's called Unlocking Us. And this is one of the um, supporters of her podcast. And so I heard about it and it just so happened that I was in need of something that was grain free, but they're called Siete tortillas. And so I get those at Sprouts and they're just made out of almond flour, which is oh amazing. My goodness. Yeah. So I get those and then we make the carne asada or the, you know, pulled pork or taco meat or whatever we're doing that day. And then I make a really yummy coleslaw and it's so simple. You take red cabbage and carrots and you shred them really finely and then you just mix in lime juice and salt and a little bit of mayonnaise and it is so good um, so i do that on top of my tacos and it's amazing that sounds so tasty we love tacos over here my husband served a two-year yeah. mission in mexico and he yeah. like loves mexican food plus it's so easy you know you have so yeah. it's such basic ingredients and you can make it into like 30 different things so mm -hmm. well yeah um, and you can make it. it different ways every time which is so yeah. fun using make a different it a taco meat salad or... make it an enchilada yeah and we we used to do like a friday night pizza night and now with my restrictions i can't really do that and so now we're doing like friday night taco night <laughs> okay there you go well and it is important to find something that everybody likes because that is really hard especially when you're still yeah. figuring out what you can eat because it takes yep. a while to kind of find a groove with that exactly yeah and to not disappoint your kids by making stuff they don't like like that's the hard part yeah yeah you'll find a new normal that's i'm so glad yeah. you found something that makes you feel good though because that is a real challenge we our family has had a lot of different eating issues and yeah. Especially even me growing up, my dad had a lot of problems. So we went through a lot of different diets trying to figure out what bothered him for a long time. Yeah. It's so, really motivating yeah. when you don't feel good for sure. Yeah. Okay. What is the best trip or the dream vacation that you'd want to go on? Oh man. Best okay, trip you so found, I should, I shouldn't, didn't warn that. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you our best family trip that we have been on. Okay. okay? And, hear it. and you're going to think it's crazy because it's not super exotic, but hey, it, was it like, doesn't have to be though. That's right? what I'm realizing. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we've done some exotic vacations and this one 
was more exciting to me. So we went down to the Florida Panhandle. It was incredible. We went down to Panama City Beach and the thing that made it the best was that we literally didn't have any plans. Like we just decided to take off and just to randomly do whatever we felt like doing. And so I literally didn't even Google what we were going to do until we arrived. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. It was awesome. And we ended well, up. And that's a big drive for you. I'm thinking, wait, you're in Colorado. That's not as big of a drive as it is for me from Texas. So that Yeah, could... no, we actually flew. We flew into Atlanta because, and that's what spurred it was that there were, a, there was a crazy flight sale from, you know, Colorado to Atlanta. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is whenever I see a flight sale, we can just kind of jump on it. Yes. So it was, I mean, literally it was like $79 a person. And so we just flew to Atlanta, rented a car, drove down to Panama City Beach and found lodging there beforehand, obviously. Um, but then our favorite things, we went to the state park down there and to Shell Island. We saw dolphins. The snorkeling was fantastic. The beaches were amazing. And then they also have these cold springs and I didn't even know that those existed before we went. And I looked it all up and we ended up going kayaking down these rivers and going into these cold springs and playing in the cold springs. And then the next day we loved it so much that we actually drove to like four more. It was incredible. It was really, really fun. I think that's fun. so neat when you don't have it so scheduled out that you can just do what you liked again. Yeah. That is yeah, so great. Yeah, just stopped for food wherever and we had great food. It was just really fun. I need to be more spontaneous. Oh, this sounds so fun. <laughs> and I'm like even more itchy for vacation because we haven't been anywhere for a long time. So. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, I've just realized because I used to be a major planner too, where I would just plan everything out and have it to the T. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be disappointed if it didn't work out exactly the way that I wanted it to. And I've just realized that some of the most amazing times we've had have been spontaneous and some of them have even been super close to home when we just drive up and go camping for the weekend or just randomly take off and do something. So there are lots of opportunities for that, even, even in quarantine, right? Yes, there are for sure. I need to be braver. I need to get more creative. <laughs> I think I'm in the quarantine fog. <laughs> I can't think of yeah, it. Like right? Everything has been so shut down. I can't think of anything fun to do unless it's, it's in so true. Cindy, this has been so awesome. I'm just so glad that we got to connect and I get yeah. to finally talk to you and like as much persons we can when we're states away from each other. Yes. They're such great ideas. And I just hope that our friends listening find some motivation to go tackle something that they really want to do. Like you've blocked out this time to do this writing and everybody go get your books because they're just super fun to read. And I can't wait to keep going and listen. I want to listen to the audio since you're the one that reads them. I think that is so amazing. Yeah. Well, and tier two is actually read by me and my husband because it's in two perspectives. And so he did all the male parts. Oh which my was gosh. Really fun. We, we joked that like it almost caused a divorce, right? Because... <laughs> Because he was doing it and I was his editor. And so I'd be like, no, you have to do this again. No, no, you have to do it. And he was like so annoyed with me by the end of it. That is so cool. I love that you can work together though. That really is. It was fun. It was really fun. Well, and seriously, anybody that, like, it's never too late to do something that you want to do. 
And if you have a dream and you can like talk to your family and get that support, I mean, I definitely think you have to be careful in the dreams that you choose and make sure that it fits at this time or season of your life. Right, of course. But like you can do it just by taking little steps every day. It doesn't have to be something huge. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I've learned through this whole thing is like, I have actively chosen to not do anything huge because it doesn't fit. And I'm just doing these little things every day and you can still make progress and you can still reach your goals. So great. Oh, I'm just going to go do all wonderful things now. And I'm going to think right? fun <laughs> last minute places to go. <laughs> I'm excited to see where you go. I'll be Me too. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Maybe I even need to escape by myself. Maybe that would be even right? more fun. Seriously. <laughs> little private vacation. Oh, gosh, Cindy. Well, I'm super excited. Everybody go to cindygunnerson.com. Let's get signed up for your newsletter because we all want to make sure that we're up to date on all the other fun new things. If you're getting this much stuff out in this small amount of time, I know you have amazing things to come. So it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. And as long as it is fun for me, I'm going to keep doing it. So, do it. So Keep great. doing it. So great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go share it with some friends. And we'd love it so much if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, you give us a rate, review, and subscribe so our podcast can be more searchable. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.